Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.、A、laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah,、oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody! Welcome back after a. You know, semi-brief hiatus. This is Broadway Breakdown, and I am your much older co-host Matt Koplik, and I'm your much less wiser co-host John Wascavage. And <laughs> well, wow, that's really true. <laughs> yeah, the, I can't. I can't really say that you've、uh, gotten any wiser in the last few months, John. Yeah, if anything, I've gotten way dumber. Yeah, truly. Well, I mean. I mean, your your social media game has just improved so much. You're looking so pretty. It's only you know, reasonable that you get dumber. Thanks. I mean, I'm not sponsored, and I don't get a check for this. But I've started wearing bare minerals in my show because every time I put makeup on my face, a thousand demons like to burst forth from my pores. So,、mm. um, bare minerals helps your face look bare and like a mineral,、um, and still、That's、makes、like、my face break out like a thousand demons. But at least I paid forty dollars for it to do that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And、maybe nine months down the road, they'll hear this podcast, and then they'll want to sponsor us. So, you know, we're planting seeds. We truly like, are, much like your face. Much like your face, seeds have been planted. Yes, so true. That was so、yeah. easy. Much like my face.、Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're back from outer space. We just walked in here with that sad look upon our face. We took a little breaky break.、Um, Matt, Matt and I thought it was best for our relationship if we just took a step back. We reevaluated what was going on. If we thought about. What we really wanted out of this,、um, yeah, and we and came back and we were like, "Ah,、oh, let's do it again." <laughs> yeah, we both, we both kind of went. I don't think that I want anything out of this. I don't think I'll get anything out of this. But I've come to rely on this. So no, and I'm not honestly giving us any sort of、um, giving them any sort of false ideas that we.、Uh, Took a step back and actually thought about anything. I just I don't want to lie to all of you. No,、um, I, I was I was rehearsing a show. I've been exhausted.、Um, mm-hmm. My old age is really showing. I truly don't know how people like Elaine Stritch or、um, Jane Krakowski do it. You know, just those old <laughs> old actresses. <laughs> how they still keep going in the business? Because truly, I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, it, well, it killed Elaine, so there's that. But that's what they、Jane、want you still- to think. Yeah. And that's、She's、what they want you to、somewhere. think. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Jane's, you know, still trucking along somehow. She wants you to think that she's in her late forties. Bitch is actually seventy-two. 
She is. She truly is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's, um... she's the Samantha Jones of Broadway. She's old, but she's still going to write it. Is Samantha Jones Samantha from Sex and the City? I didn't actually never knew she had a last name. Oh, yeah. They all have last names. That they're, doesn't they're seem fully, right. They're fully formed, well-developed characters, so they must have last names and backstories. Is it like Charlotte Ladywoman, Carrie um, Writing Girl, um, Miranda L- L- Lesbian Muff? Like, what is that? Are those their names? That's their last names. exactly it. Well, I mean, congratulations, John. It's you a gift. get a prize. It's a gift. It, it's, it's a gift. Congratulations. You are so gifted. <laughs> That's I'm... what they've been telling me for years. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. How have you been, Mathieu? I've been good, thank you. Uh, just sort of living my best life and my least best life and all mm. the things in between. Uh, I was actually... you. So you're in Florida right now, correct? Doing doing forum? I am, yeah. I'm doing a funny thing happening on the way to the forum. I could talk a little bit more about that later, but this is your time right now. <laughs> no, John, it's our time. Breathe it in. Breathe worlds it to change in. and worlds to win. Worlds to change, to change and worlds to win. win. Yeah, for so anyone who, <laughs> and you were I wanted to Florida like, too. Right? I'm talking now. It's my time. <laughs> it's my time. You said it was my time. Let it be my time. I'm trying to angle it back to you, but you're just not creating an opening for me. That's the first time you've ever said that about me. I know. <laughs> That's oh my god. You're so changed. You're so different. Um, Talk about Florida, Matt. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I was in Florida recently, although I didn't go to see you. I went to live my childhood dreams. I went to go to Disney World, which I haven't been in in 15 years. So that was interesting. Really? That seems yeah. so not right for you. Yeah. You'd think I would have gone more often than that, but it's expensive. She's expensive. Um, she is. Did you get someone to um, sign you in? Or did you pay? Uh, <gasps> I, a little bit of both. Uh, mm. I got free accommodations, but I did pay for my park passes. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, and we actually got a pretty good deal on that, but that's not what this is about. Uh, when was the last time you were at Disney World, if ever? Disney World, I was there about um, three or four years ago. I went to Epcot. Um, mm. Alexander Sage Oyen's dad. Shout out to him. I'm sure you're listening. Um, hey, Daddy. His, his dad uh, is a writer for Disney. He writes a lot of like music and stuff for them. And so okay, um, he was very kind enough to let me into Epcot. <laughs> that was yeah, Epcot's great. Uh, we got there the last day of their wine and food festival, where you Ooh. sort of go around the world and you try different foods, drink different beers and wines. And it was a lot of fun. I got carded at every single stand. It was fantastic. I'm pretty and... sure they just have to do that for everyone at Disney. No, you'd be because I went with my friend, my other friend, whose name is John, and he's a year he and a half exist. younger than me. And he he doesn't exist. I made him up completely. But he got carded every. Uh, he did not get carded everywhere we went, and I did. And he got very mad about this since I'm a year and a half older than he is. Wow. Yeah. Well, so goes goes to, to show. Skin. Thank. I mean, yeah. Moisturize in the morning, moisturize in the evening. So taut you could slap a dip dip off of it. Dick off of it, dip off of it. So put the cow. It's so shaggy, bro. 
<laughs> oh my god that's where we're gonna go to billy i'd like to differ with you you know what um, you know what makes a really good punchline if you can't get it out of your mouth <laughs> well john mm. not, most people have said that about you yeah you just can't get it out of your mouth i love how this podcast there. has just turned into you painting me to be such a a, a d fiend like such a, I mean... such a d hungry um hole basically just a hole with eyes well i mean they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life and i haven't worked since i graduated college so (laughs) (laughs) there we go um so back to the real d fiend which is me the d being disney uh i i was actually surprised at how much of a theme park disney world actually is because in my childhood memories it was such a magical land uh and i went back and like it's still beautiful but i went and i was like oh no this is like full-on theme park like it's all it's literally plastic and paper mache like jody benson sang the truth when she said that uh the trees are paper mache yeah yeah I, but, I it's, mean, but it's still fantastic i mean I'm, I also... I'm, I'm still obsessed with it Oh yeah, no, it's still amazing. But I also feel like as an like as a child, you're not aware of what the state of Florida is. But then like yeah. as an adult you grow up and you're like, oh, Florida. And then when you're in Disneyland, you're like or Disney World, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still in Florida. Um Oh yeah. You know, and, and, and like listen, if anyone from the Gulf Shore region is listening to this podcast, but you're all over 90, so I'm sure you're not, but in case you are, I'm loving my time in Florida. I am about to move down to Naples because this is like a little slice of heaven in Florida, so I don't mean you when I say, quote, Florida, end quote, as a entity of, um, well, need i even finish that sentence um but but well done anyway you know yeah you no um, made your statement yeah but it really is a theme park it it, it yeah it, it's um there there were hot dogs and and a lot of plastic was, a lot of plastic and a third of its inhabitants are in scooters i was mm. baffled i think i actually told you uh if you want to know the state of the american family just go to disney world on any given day and the way that parents put themselves first half the time before their children i'm just like yeah that's that's why kids are getting more and more fucked up yeah i mean yeah it's it's just (laughs) i hate theme parks because as an adult it gives me kind of a um a weird depression that i i i I just it it, it make you look around and, and you just i don't see people i see um i see voters and I am no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. You see, you you look at these people and you go, "Oh my god, you have the right to vote too." Yeah. Fuck me! Like, yeah, it's a right that we're all, I guess, born with, but some of you don't deserve it. You yeah. know? I mean, yeah, I agree <laughs> no. with you. I was just reading the new David Sedaris book where he talks about that every time he goes to visit his dad in North Carolina he goes and waits in line at the grocery store and all he can do is look at the other people online and think about who they all voted for because he knows that it was all Trump Yeah, and he just looks at them and he goes you don't deserve the right yeah it's it's really I mean they just keep electing Rick Scott any it's state just... that just keep keeps electing Rick Scott you're just you, you just have to I mean to quote Margaret Johnson what happened here well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you know, I played a tricky yeah. game in a foreign country. Um, Which Florida kind of is a foreign country in its own way. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, if you're a person who keeps your four-year-old up until midnight just so you can get on the Winnie the Pooh ride for the fifth time, do you really deserve to vote for Senate and Congress and governor? Like, and, do you? Do and you should really? you really be raising the next generation of humans? All oh, good God. questions to ask. Um, All good questions to ask. Which yeah. leads us to our next topic. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have a topic. I, I didn't was either. Would... I, no. I got so I, my butthole got so clenched. <laughs> like, oh no, where are we going? Yeah, things I ask every day. Um, where? Okay, well, what is our next? What did you do? Anything else other than Florida recently? What else have you been up to? What's the tea? Spill the spill the mo. Spill the mo. For the mo. Uh, <laughs> well, weirdly enough, I haven't been going to see a lot of theater lately, but I've been seeing a lot of film. which yeah i don't go to the movies that often but the last week and a half i've gone to see three movies which was odd for me i took my 95 year old grandmother to see star is born because she requested and i was Mm -hmm. like sure i'll see it again Mm -hmm. and then i saw widows on tuesday with my other grandmother Mm -hmm. and then i saw the favorite yesterday uh with my friend sophia how was that because that looked like a movie that's either going to be fucking amazing or just a fucking piece of trash (laughs) Well, for me, it was the former. Uh, I thought it was absolutely incredible. Amazing. It's, if there's one I was hoping thing about, so. yeah, the trailers definitely highlight the comedic elements of the movie more, and the movie th- is comedic. Like, there's a lot of uh, funny stuff about it. A lot of it is more kind of just shock value. Like the way that they speak to each other is written in a way to make you in the audience kind of go, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, like it's they they're very blunt with each other, mm. um, yeah. But there's definitely a lot of somber elements to it that I wasn't expecting. And the final scene is just so uncomfortable that I be just, in my opinion, Oscars all around. I oh, all thought right, that cool. the three women are just all incredible. Olivia Coleman, who played. So for those of you who haven't been keeping up, and if you don't know what the favorite is. I don't understand how you're in our demographic for this podcast, but truly, yeah, yes, it's a period film about Queen Anne, who was uh, Queen of England in the 18th century for a short time. I want to say like 20 or so years, yeah. And her sort of best friend and confidant, played by Rachel Weiss, Lady Marlborough, and Emma Stone is a distant cousin of Rachel Weiss, who is fallen on hard times and comes to the palace in search of a job. And then in sort of like a sexy, all about Eve formula, slowly starts to usurp Rachel Weiss's place for uh, Queen Anne's affections. You know, the whole point is that Emma Stone comes in and she's supposed to be all innocent and good. And then you realize that she actually is way more conniving than you give her credit for. And Basically my role on this podcast. Pretty much, Yeah. Where, and you would think that I was the Rachel Weiss, but I'm really the Olivia Coleman. I just kind of wander around crying and complaining about my legs and eating cake and then throwing up. That's yeah. just sort of, <laughs> yes, that's just who I am at my core. So the movie is very fascinating because it's just, it's, the 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 angle they're going with for it is that it's not like your regular period film. They curse and they talk about sex and it's all very harsh and funny. And it is all of that. But there is an element of darkness to it that I wasn't expecting. And mm. Emma Stone and Olivia Coleman have a final scene together that is just devastating in the way that it's shot and the way that they act. I mean, 
you know that I am a fan of Emma Stone, so I went in slightly biased, but she heavily impressed me in this movie. Just the way that she was able to sort of play that double agent, and then just her her work with Olivia Coleman was incredible. So I highly recommend. Well, um, I cannot wait to see it. That's been on my list, and uh, yeah. I've actually oddly been seeing a lot of movies as well. But it's kind of been like the like main ticket ones. Like I just saw. Um, <laughs> um, I just oh. saw Wreck It Ralph Breaks the Internet, um, which I actually just saw the first one of that a couple days before. My cast members were very excited for it, so I had to get back into the Ralph world. Um, then we saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and then mm-hmm. um, I actually this is my first time seeing a Harry Potter film since reading the series. Though so I saw Fantastic Beasts yeah. the weekend that it came All out, on the but inside of this kind of like Boy Erased is the big one next on our docket. Same. So I really, really want to see that one. But I will add the favorite to my list. Please do. Can you ask? Actually, I want. I'm curious on your take because I haven't seen it yet. Bohemian Rhapsody. What were What were your thoughts on that? Because I've heard things. I enjoyed it a lot. Everyone that I went to, everyone in my cast that saw it with me. Um, or like flicking the bean to it afterwards, and I really, yeah. really liked it. Um, I thought I don't know. I don't know what it is with me and movies anymore, but I'm having a lot of trouble um, getting emotionally invested into them, and that's okay. Let me explain this. So I will cry at the the drop of a dime. Like, literally anything makes me cry. So, of course, I cried for, like, 20 minutes straight in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm having a hard time. I don't know if it's because my body is craving plays or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm finding the scenes in movies recently to be way too short and way not... Like, just not developed enough. Like, I, I, I've, instead, they just, a lot of the scenes in movies that I've been seeing recently feel like vignettes or snippets or like. They, it, 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 they all seem kind of fragmented. And yeah, this one jumped around in time, so it was going to be fragmented. But I don't know. I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I would recommend it. But I also see how people would have how it would be a polarizing film. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the coolest things that it the coolest thing that it does was the live aid concert. They literally recreated like all twenty minutes of it, and oh, that wow. was really cool in the ending. Um, yeah. So and and that that I feel like that's not giving anything away because I feel like that's actually what's gotten the most praise, anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really really cool. Yeah, I cried a lot. I think Remy Malik did a really great job. Um, Yeah, it was. Uh, it, the, they like they try to make you. Um, <laughs> so Freddie Mercury passed away, and he had like a partner that he had for his last couple years of his life, mm-hmm. and the screen time they gave to that partner was probably about like three four minutes total and it was fragmented throughout Mm -hmm. including like their meeting their first date like i mean like all of those things totaled about like three to four minutes and then you're just supposed to like feel like yes i feel complete in the fact that he has that i don't know they don't give him the it was not my favorite film that i've ever seen but i also yeah i don't know i i yeah yep yep yep, no i know i I definitely understand that uh it's actually you're kind of on the money in terms of a lot of movies now. Uh, the screenwriting is in a way that it's the scenes are more sort of like postcards 
of a story or of yes. a life that overall yes. accumulate into a very telling story. And you, but because they want you to have all these little details to build a bigger picture, but you don't get a nice chunk of time to just sort of sit with two characters uh, and yeah, and hear it. You don't, and and so for me, I, I kind of keep getting emotional whiplash in movies mm-hmm. where I don't really feel things for most of the movie and then something really dramatic and so i'm not emotionally invested but then something really dramatic happens and because of emotional manipulation um i end up crying and i'm not necessarily always moved or yeah yeah i i just feel emotionally manipulated more times than not yeah so that's movies um on this broadway (laughs) <laughs> on this Broadway podcast. I suppose we should talk about theater. I mean, I just haven't yeah. seen anything in a while. Uh, try, well, they'll... I I could I could plug my show a little bit if you're down in Naples, any listeners. Um, because I, I, I think I've talked a little bit about what I'm doing, but now that we're open and that the production is actually running, it, it's been really interesting. Um, this production of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum that I'm doing is not completely gender bent we keep calling it gender jumbled gender um jumbled okay but it's, it's just been super ha, have i talked about it in this podcast no Are i you remember you told you're using headphones a little bit no we i think we did mention that you were going down there to do it i don't think we uh, we haven't had a, an episode since you got down there though yeah, I, I know that. I just wasn't sure how much I had gone into this. So basically, um, if you are not familiar with the funny thing happening on the way of the forum, it is a very funny show that was written in the 1960s um, with by Stephen Sondheim and um, some of the writers of MASH and uh, just uh, yeah, old Lar- comedic writers. and Larry Gelbert um, is... Yeah, Larry Gelbert. Yeah. Yeah. And... And they wrote it for these bunch of old vaudeville men and Zero Mistel and, and just kind of, um, all the men keep the show afloat. And then basically all of the, uh, women are either domineering wives who you're supposed to hate or laugh at for being a woman. Mm-hmm. Courtesans, which are more or less, you know, women that you buy to have sex with and to be your slaves. Yeah. Or, um... It's a pretty name for a sex slave. Courtesan is a pretty name for a sex slave. Yeah, and that's it. So those are the two archetypes of women, and it includes a lovely song called Everybody Ought to Have a Maid, where it's not reprised once. It has two encores immediately after you sing the first song, and it's all about... starts with two men, ends with four men, just talking about how great it is to have a woman to basically be your slave to do shit for you to be an object for you to have sex to be an object for you to ogle yeah and so our lovely creative team and this amazing theater down here in the middle of florida gulf shore playhouse wanted to take this extremely sexist show which i saw for the first time um at the pittsburgh public theater when i was up there earlier in the year doing up and away and um at pclo and i saw the show and it was a great production but it was really interesting because Every single review that it got was like, the actors are great, it's really funny, um, but I couldn't help but cringe throughout basically the whole show, and I know why it's not done as much anymore, because it's just so incredibly sexist. Yeah. And there was a, there was a production a couple of years ago that Roundabout was developing with Jess Stone, um, with her husband Chris Fitzgerald, where... Um, 
it was played by all men, which kind of switched a lot of the sexism into like it, you were enacting sexism to men. But it was once again, it's all men, and so you're kind of like, well, where's the female voices? So this our director Darren Katz, um, who is a he he was James uh, Lapine's uh, assistant for a, a while. Um, he basically originally was going to do another all-male production of it and then was kind of like, hey, I that rubs me the wrong way. Um, and so he decided to come up with this idea of gender jumbling it. And he had some ideas that he knew that he wanted, you know, the, the roles to be played by different genders. But what we kind of came up with is that it's a cast of 10. Normally it's about a cast of, you know, 15 to 20 people. Mm-hmm. But it is... Um, the kind of like the main three sexist roles of the show are now played by women, even though they're still keeping their gender as men, mm-hmm. but they're played by women. Um, and then some of the, the one woman role is played by a man, uh, the kind of the domineering wife. And then the, one of the main courtesans, Philia, who is supposed to be bought by this macho soldier, Miles Glorioso, um, uh, the the actress doubles and plays both of those characters. So it, what, we've created this like really awesome world where um, I'm my character is is true to his gender in the sense of um, he he's a man, but eventually my character gets put in a dress because he has to be used as like a distraction. Um, but I, I end up singing. I'm in the song Everybody Ought to Have a Maid. But it's really cool because every night I'm mm-hmm. singing it on stage with these three strong, powerful women who they are all objectifying me in the song. Um, and so it, it's really like it's a really cool production, and it's been opening a lot of eyes and discussions to these these people. Um, we've had some people walk out. Yesterday we had a lovely old couple walk out in the middle of Everybody Ought to Have a Maid. Um, but we also like instead of having a lot of the courtesans be actual women we have these stick figures with like big boobs and bobbly heads and a stick thin body to represent like mm-hmm. what men wish women were just and, and so it's it's been a lot of fun it's been really interesting i've been learning a lot i based my character uh. even though he is a male i based him off of the 1960s mm-hmm. 70s comedian uh paul lind so my even though he is male he is super swishy um he is gay as a day in May, and I had this whole long thesis mm-hmm. about how, because in the time when this was written, it was okay to be gay because we could laugh at you being gay, but it wasn't actually okay to be gay. So, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been super empowering and really wonderful. Ooh. And, um, yeah, we actually have our first public talk back tonight, and I'm super excited about it to hear firsthand from these people because a lot of the audience in regional theater then in theaters in New York are women over their fifties. And so to hear. it's, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm yes. very excited. I'm very proud to be part of the show. It's, yeah. It's very John, you are very brave. You are at sexism. the front tackling sexism and I'm so proud of you. Yeah. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> it's just, it's just you alone. Uh, I do love that you're basing your characterization off of Paul Lind because it's just one step closer to you becoming Roger from American Dad. Well, that's the other thing. So yeah, it's def- <laughs> it's definitely based off of Paul Lind, and some of it is a little bit of Roger, which is based off of Paul Lind. Like I'm, yes, yeah. yeah. Those of you who like are wondering pan-sexual... who Paul Lind is, <laughs> Paul Lind was the original dad in Bye Bye Birdie, the one who sings Kids, and he was on Hollywood Squares for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was. It, he was a, he was a very interesting case of a celebrity who was gay, 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 uh, gay, gay, like so goddamn gay, and it wasn't like it was everybody was okay with him being gay, but they were they he had a career 
like a good one, a really good one. And he never played gay characters. Like he always played straight characters, but he was still so gay. It was it's, so it's a, gay. And for the time period that he was successful, and it was it's a weird kind of victory that it, that it happened, and it was almost like a fluke. I can't really explain it, but yeah, he, it, it, it was a weird victory. And at the same time, it was such a it's such an interesting aspect of like we are so much more comfortable in societies of um the the the, the not the not the um the, the quote unquote like second class citizens or the 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 people who if you're not a white cisgendered heteronormative man um how if you're a black person we feel easier it's easier to marginalize someone who's younger than them or not younger um lesser quote unquote than those type of people as a society rather than fully accepting them because it's kind of Mm -hmm. you think that you are accepting them but you're not you're actually making them fit into your box and it's another way of controlling them and so it's 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 super interesting because i mean i watched a ton of episodes of paul lind on hollywood squares and i mean one of my favorite things is that uh, one of my favorite jokes that he did was um what did the captain? It was, it was something in the in the lines of, "What did the captain say when the uh, one female passenger fell off the board of the ship?" And then Pollen, without missing a beat, just goes, "Full steam ahead, boys!" You know, it, like, it, but like, it, it, it's it's so interesting because then people would roar and laugh. But like, if in that moment he like became serious and said something as if you know, if he ever admitted I'm gay, people would have turned on him, turned oh, yeah. on him. It's so interesting. Should a wife ever tell her husband that he is a failure as a lover? Well, she should break it to him easy. (laughs) Like, uh, you're almost as good as... (laughs) Let's move to Broadway for a second, shall we? What's that? I've heard it's a faraway land where the uh, belters and mixers roam. Mm. Uh, And... Uh, it's actually been a sort of mixed bag of a week for Broadway. Uh, yes, I don't know how much of Playbill John has read this week, so I'll just recap for everybody out there. We've had three Broadway closing announcements this week, as well three. as three, three of them. We have Head Over Heels, Once on This Island, and what was the third one? Donna Summer. Donna Summer, yeah, the Donna Summer musical. One Taught Me Love, One Taught Me Patience. One taught me pain. I don't know if those are exactly the lyrics in Thank You Next, but I appreciate the effort. I'm pretty sure they are. Isn't I'm pretty it? sure those are the exact lyrics. One taught me, huh? One taught me, I think it's patience. Is it patience? And then the, and then the third one, I, and the third one's pain, right? The third one's definitely pain. Um, I mean, we're, you, we could we could argue about Ariana Grande lyrics to the day we die no one's ever going to truly know what those words are true um i'm very sad about these closings some more than others two more than others um, but i would yeah well so well, no, I, 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 haven't, say... I haven't seen donna summer but no. uh i am i'm sad about once on this island closing i can't say i'm surprised anyone who's watched i mean i'm a weirdo who reads the grosses every monday because i just it's it's fun for me to sort of see what shows are doing well what are not what's mm-hmm. on the uphill trend and stuff like that it also kind of keeps you from being 
devastated when things close because you can sort of see the warning signs like i've been seeing the warning signs for once on this island for a few months now yeah uh, i'm thrilled that they've had oh an, an over year long run and they won best yeah. musical revival like i for artistic purposes this revival was a success it was seen it was in the conversation i don't think it's gonna have made back its its money its investment by the time that it closes but you know i think that those producers are still very happy with the outcome head over heels is a bit of a mixed bag for me because it did run for a very long time but i don't know if you I, did you ever like see the grossest for head over heels john i didn't but um i i uh, even when i it, saw the show in previews it was not a fully sold out house no and that cast just is, is just so talented and fantastic and it's sort of about i've i've have two frames of mind that just constantly weave in and out of each other like like figure skaters i'm happy mm. that they are working and they are performing but i want them to be performing at full houses i don't like the idea of bonnie milligan belting out high ease for 12 people on a wednesday i want her to do it you know to a full carnegie hall Same. so it's yeah so it's 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 you know it's 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 a mixed bag and i'm hoping that uh come january when the show does close that everyone in that cast can find a great new job and Bonnie Milligan can go on to the next great big thing, even, even bigger thing. Uh, yes. I feel the same way about Ariana DeBose with summer. Like I never wish anybody in the arts unemployment. I just wish that they find employment that is fulfilling. And sometimes that's not the show that you're in. Sometimes yeah. it's the next show or the one yeah. after that. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. No, so, I mean, I always hold true to the fact that I loved head over heels. I loved it so much, but I think in the history of, the world head over heels exists to catapult bonnie milligan into the stardom that she truly deserves yeah i think that's what it's going to be known for 10 years from now is that it launched bonnie milligan yeah 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 yeah. Uh, well i mean when you think about it it's a i've always felt this way about michael mayer he tends to kind of always launch a career or two with all of his shows each show mm. there's always somebody who kind of breaks out you know yeah. he had Sutton, Sutton Foster is the famous one from Millie but we also have uh, Lena Hall with Hedwig Jesse mm-hmm. Miller on a clear day Kristen mm-hmm. Chenoweth and Charlie Brown and this one I think is, is Bonnie Milligan I think she's the one that will break yeah. out from this show which yeah, is I think you know, so good too. for her yeah. yeah so you know that's 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 good news um, and it's always sad when shows close but with, if we don't have shows closing we don't have new ones coming in you know like Hades Town. yes do you know anything about it i know, I know very little i know very very little although um we were driving around in our and uh with our music director the other day and he's a big Hades Town fan and so he mm-hmm. played some of the music for it and i literally three seconds and was like I'm ready to bottom for this like literally like well get, john that like, doesn't mean much coming from you I know, but like, still, like, literally, like, I was ready. Like, it, it my yeah. body is ready for Hades Town. It, it is. Yeah. A, the music is amazing. Um, I mean, if you, so many people in that cast. I mean, Patrick Page, Amber Gray, Eva Eva Noblezada. I always feel yeah, like I'm gonna. I'm mispronouncing I think it's, her name. I think it's Eva Noblezada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just people that i am in awe of on one stage telling like a retelling of any kind of mythological like i'm just there for it i 
I'm I'm ready to get my ticket. You know, I'm Same. I'm, I'm here. And a, and a Rachel Chavkin production, like Ex- yes, oh, please, yes, how dare, how how dare I even not even mention that? Like yes, Rachel Chavkin, like let us give her the Tony that she so rightly deserved from Natasha great Pierre comment. and the Great Comet of eighteen. Yeah, you she's know? yeah, it's coming, it's happening, yeah. and I'm very pumped for her. It's yeah, yeah, and. I, I it's this season has been very uh bland for me so far which is why I've been seeing so many movies. Do like, you know what's do you know what's crazy though? I read something the other day that said that Hades Town announcing that it's coming to Broadway makes it the 11th new musical opening on Broadway this year. That feels like a lot, of the, doesn't it? That may, uh, so, so it's um King Kong, Held Over Heels, Getting the Men Back Together, Pretty Woman, that's 4. Uh, the Prom is five. Be more chill. Beetlejuice. Tootsie. Had uh, Hades Town. Ain't you proud? It's ten. What's the eleventh? Uh, what's the? God damn I mean, it, John! What's the eleventh? I mean, the fact that you just listed all of those without barely skipping a beat. Uh, I, I... Are you surprised? This is me. No, I'm not. This is me. Um, no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just. Uh, you got so much brains, kid. You got so I, much. You got so much brains, and I got so much dumbs. You know, you, you got so much. You got so much booty. That's what you got. No, no, I'm even. like, I'm like Rain Man. You know, it's I. You truly are. You throw, you throw the the toothpicks on the ground, and I can tell you how many Tony nominations it got. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. I cannot wait to see the prom. Um, our yeah. very own Caitlin Kittlenin from previous yeah. episodes. I actually um, thought about this. I thought I was going to wait till you got back to see it. But then I was like, no, because if I w- go with John, I'm just going to get overshadowed by his presence. So I'm going to go on my own. And then I'm going to have my own personal alone time with Caitlin. So fuck you. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of how I almost killed Caitlin during Bridges of Madison County? Did I tell this on the podcast? Is it huh? Was it your opening night present to her? It wasn't an opening present. It was just the night that I saw, and when I gave her donuts, and then she went into, like, almost a diabetic shock and couldn't do the second act. <laughs> oh, no, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited to see Bridges because I, I was out of town for a while, and I came in, and I was... I, we always... Donuts are a big thing for us. We, we love our donuts. Yes. Um, and so I got her a dozen Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I went to Penn Station like the trash that I am and got her a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts and um, dropped them off at before half hour for her. And I was seeing the show by myself, you know, just a lonely gay boy seeing Bridges. Sure. Um, We've all been there. And, you know, the first act is going on. She's amazing. Everyone's doing amazing. I think I saw Kelly O'Hara's boobs. I don't know if that was the first act or second act. Um, uh, but I definitely oh, saw her Oh, she gets boobs. out of the tube? She's yeah, she gets tub. out of the tub. Yeah, that's um, first act. And then blah, 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 intermission, sitting there, just twiddling my thumbs, waiting for more uh, beautiful singing. And they make an announcement of, ladies and gentlemen, for the second act, the role of, wasn't, was her name Caitlin in the show as well? I don't remember what the daughter's name is. I don't know. But, no one um, remembers. They're, Francesca, they're like, that's the mom. That's all the, we know. I think it starts with a C. Um, they, they, 
<laughs> the role of so-and-so will be played by, I think it was Effie Artema was her understudy, who did an amazing job. But I was like, oh my god, what happened? And so I text Caitlin, but of course she wasn't answering her phone. And so I text, I opened my phone afterwards, and I have this text from her. She still claims that it wasn't from eating the donuts, that she kind of, like, her, her blood sugar spiked and whatnot. But, um, yeah, she had a health issue and couldn't finish the act, and I almost killed the proms Caitlin now history making Caitlin Kinnanen yes. the first LGBTQ kiss on the Macy's Day Parade Caitlin Kinnanen way to Kinnanen. go Caitlin yeah I Jeez. almost I almost killed that you almost killed that and we're grateful that you didn't but well. you know we might have to lock you up for a little bit just to keep you from almost lock killing anybody her else up. lock her oh wait that's me <laughs> that's oh Jesus Christ superstar um I'm actually very excited to see it I I am as well yeah I was I wait I waited a while but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try and go sometime in December when do you get back from Florida at the end of the month December 31st so great so I'm I'll starting see, I'll tw- see December yeah. 29th then starting and... tw- starting 2019 with unemployment and a large bout of seasonal affective disorder because I will not be acclimated to that weather it is a, it is in the mid 60s right now and I'm wearing a large woolen sweater huge socks and I'm shivering well then <laughs> I'm fucked uh, well listeners you can expect many many episodes of Broadway Breakdown in 2019 because that's going to be the only thing keeping John away from the window ledge Truly, I mean, it, they're going to be awful episodes because it's going to be me on a pile on a table and you just prodding me going, just say something. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to narrate to everybody your movements and your facial expressions. Today, and John is semi-comatose, but I uh, started playing some Kelly O'Hara and he turned to the left a little bit mm. and then just went to sleep. You know, speaking of Kelly O'Hara again, um, it brings me back to this little piece called The Light in the Piazza. And um, mm-hmm. I was talking to myself. Because <laughs> no one else will listen. Because <laughs> no one else will listen. And I started writing this think piece in a fury one night. And I haven't finished it yet. But I have this theory. I have this theory that Francesca from uh, Bridges of Madison County and Margaret Johnson from Light in the Piazza are the same women in an alternate timeline. Explain that, please. Silence. I can't fully explain it until I finish the the, the think piece, um, which I'm sure will just uh, people eat up um, oh, going yeah, right to the New York Times. So well, um, I just it, there are a lot of parallels between the characters that you could draw between the different stories, and yeah, if so, you know how like how musical theater. I also am enjoying that I'm catching myself saying like on this episode a good amount. And now I've just started beginning to say the word like. And so I'll go, you know, lie. And I'll stop myself. So I keep saying the word lie. Um, well, that's me and the word and the sound effect. Um, I realize I'd say um a lot. It's it's really unfortunate. But... We're the worst. Yeah, um, we should be so smarter. You know, how, you know how in musical theater exists in my mind at least on a parallel timeline from ours you know it's there's a world where these musicals exist do do, do you think the same way just say yes yes for the sake of your theory sure so in my mind francesca and margaret johnson are the same women on a alternate timeline from that alternate timeline that musicals already exist okay yeah 
and your reasonings are what? I have just the because proof just because you wanted to say that. No, I have the proof in the pudding. I just haven't fully the, the pudding hasn't set yet. Okay. So, um, I have my theories. I have to just. That's not a good argument, John, because your brain, man, oof, oof. Yeah, no, my my brain's the worst. <laughs> it um, is the worst. Um, but but, the, but that's you're, fine. you're really gonna be moved once I write this. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Think peace. <laughs> I, I that's what I call all of your Facebook statuses. Are they're all just think pieces for me? Yeah, I've been I've been taking a couple of days off the last like two or three days off because my brain's just been tired. But um, maybe I, I'll I have it left in days. It's terrible. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, I did just see uh, that Dear Evan Hansen is about to become a feature film. So kind of this episode now ties all in together. Ten to feature Wait, films and Broadway. Yeah, um, according to Broadway.com, they're they're fast tracking that thing. Yeah, it's set to become a feature film, also according to Deadline. Good um, for them. Speaking of Universal movie musical pictures, fi- yeah. Speaking of movie musical feature films, uh, we now have more casting for the batshit crazy event that is the Cats movie. <laughs> yep, is Rum Tum Tugger, bitches. I truly, I I'm not convinced it isn't a joke. I just. <laughs> I'm, is it Rebel Wilson also doing it? Yes, she's Jenny Eddie Dots. Who is oh that? My God. I don't know the show. She's she's so Jenny Eddie Dots is the cat who taps, and Rum Tum Tugger is the cat who fucks, and Grizabella is the cat who belts. Who's Grizabella? And Jennifer Hudson. Oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. And they have they still haven't confirmed it, but the rumor is that Taylor Swift is singing Macavity. Macavity, Macavity. I'm done. So, I quit. Yeah. Bye, everyone. I just don't... I'm still not entirely convinced that, A, this movie is happening, and B, if it, it does happen, like, you're just going to get to the theater with your popcorn and, you know, your rum-spiked Coke, and... Because how else are you going to see this movie? <clears throat> and the screen's going to project, and it's just going to be, Charlie bit my finger for 90 minutes. Like, that's... I'm convinced that's what it's going to be. Yeah. 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 It's... I don't know. Fight me I, for it. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I it, it truly feels. I our, our our alternate timeline that we're on has truly gone awry. Yeah, it's some, this is some, something the, the darkest broke. timeline. Yeah, something um, broke. So that's what I have to offer. Um, it's not a hell of a lot, but it's quality. Is it? <laughs> I was trying to be kind, but sure, if you want to test me. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I think on that note, I'm, I'm like my body wants to give up now, so I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, I will do my part and try to see a little bit of theater before our next uh, episode, so I at least can bring back some of the intelligence to this podcast. And I will do my part and not think at all. Yes, that is what you're here for. That is what we want, John. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're, you're, you're much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I think, yeah, as, like you said, this is a good time to peace out. So we got to do our part and think of, of a little Broadway diva. Um, I told John, I realized that I haven't been keeping track of who, all of the divas we've had so far. So I 
took a couple of minutes to listen to the end of all of our episodes and made a little list of quite eclectic, I must say. But there are still some big ones we haven't done yet. Uh, John, any any thoughts? Any requests? Um, Keep in mind, I might shut it down. Uh, who, uh, what about... Who... Have we... Um, have we had Victoria Clark? We haven't. We haven't had Victoria <gasps> Clark. I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting you to say her. Well, you know me. Expect the unexpected. So next episode, I will look forward to your super intelligent insight. <laughs> Good luck with that. Burn. Yeah, let's go with Victoria Clark, babe. I love me. I love me some Vicky. Some Vicky I C. Do, too. I crave it. All right. So okay. this has been Broadway Breakdown. I'm Matt Koplick. And I'm John Stephen Wiscavage. And uh, this is Victoria Clark mixing, belting, sopranoing away. Brilliant. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.